All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, season two of Dwight Explains the Bible. And like I explained, season two, we're moving on from what the Bible says to what the Christians are doing in our community and how it would affect us. Um, and as promised, I do have a guest this time, so you get to hear more than just my angry voice. So with me today is Heather. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this is a friend that I, I met online, um, and she's been kind of following me a little bit, and, you know, she's brought a lot of different subjects to my attention. Um, so today we're going to be talking about that. But first, um, so Heather, tell, tell me a little, tell everybody a little bit about you. What, what's your religious affiliation? Well, presently, I am, I would say, agnostic. Um, I tend to, <laughs> I tend to, like, agree with all, like, atheists that I hear. Um, so I can tell that's where I go towards atheist, but agnostic. I still am not, you know, sure. I don't claim to believe in anything in particular. And I do enjoy learning about other mythologies, uh, especially like uh, Norse mythology. I love all of oh, all yeah. of these ancient, fun, cool, interesting uh, beliefs. They're very creative and a, a huge change from growing up Christian. Um, and Christianity was, in, it was forced upon me. You know, I was indoctrinated as a kid. So I didn't quite accept it on my own. I just was told this is what you are yeah. and this is the God and this is who you worship. And if you don't worship this God, you go to hell. And of course, a little kid doesn't want to go to hell. Yeah. So you just sort of stick with it. But I, I never I never felt anything. I never I never felt connected to the churches when I would go to church and they're doing their stuff and laying on of hands and saying they feel the Holy Spirit and whoa, all this stuff. And I would just look around and think, okay, maybe I don't have the Holy Spirit because I don't feel what they're feeling. And I don't like to pretend that I'm feeling it. So I, I always like questioned myself, like, am I going to hell? Is God really here? Why do I doubt? And it took a long time, many decades. <laughs> Uh, yeah, for so, me so to you finally like, release. Yeah, so you were like going through the motions because that's what you were told to do, but it just never really and, clicked with you. Right, it never clicked. But I was more, I'm afraid of hell. Oh, I'm going to go to hell, so I better uh, hedge my bets, you know, yeah. uh, and, and stick with this side just in case. But I would hear, and I would hear about all these other religions, uh, but I would not look into them. I didn't research and I didn't even want to really look into all the weird stuff that I encountered in the Bible because I kind of knew um, I'm going to find stuff that makes no sense. So <laughs> so yeah, it, it, it was a waste of my, my years. I wish I would have felt strong enough to release it way earlier because at the moment that I did, I didn't have any sort of major deconstruction moments where you feel like your world's falling apart. I just felt absolutely happy once I finally just said, this is garbage. This is complete yeah. 
garbage. There is no God talking to me. I don't feel anything. It's not my fault. I am not a sinner and I am not going to hell. Once I released all that, I just felt amazing, happy. And now just I'm just exploring whatever whatever interest I find out there, some new religion or belief or I'm I just explore it. You know, surprise me. <laughs> yeah, and, and def- that's it. I definitely like, don't have any sort of staunch, hard, you know, belief that it's my way and nobody else's way. Yeah, and that, that sounds, I mean, just very standard for agnostic. I don't know. There could be. I'm open. I'm willing to look and listen. Um, and it's just, you know, whichever one rings true. But it, it's definitely not the... You were born a piece of crap and you deserve to burn in hell forever. Religion yeah, of love. I'm, de- I'm definitely not snow covered dung or whatever. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm actually a good, good person. I don't need that book Yeah. to, to do good things. I, I was always a good person and, and I never got my inherent morals from a book. I, I was just always this way. And now that I'm not a Christian, I'm still a good person. What a shock. What a surprise. Right. <laughs> I am not out, you know, murdering and uh, pillaging, raiding villages. No, I'm fine. Everything's good. Don't want to break any laws. I'm, I like helping and I like nature and um, trying to <laughs> produce something positive for this world before I go. Right. And that, that that's, you know. That's the way it should be. Um, People say all the time, it's like, if you need a book to tell you how to behave, then you're not a good person to begin with. And people who have that book are still doing things that they shouldn't be doing. Right. They're still hurting little children in that church with that book, knowing what that book says. So clearly... That book has no no hold over people's morals. It doesn't. It's directions, but it is definitely not morality. I know. And what directions is in there? There's a lot of crazy directions that make no sense. Um, I, you know, you just hear it. People verbally say, oh, but the book, the Bible, it teaches such good stuff. Really? Okay. Like I, 1% you know, read- of it. Yeah, you see these little tidbits of love your neighbor, and then it's covered with, you know, they're going to hell. And I think there was a, there's a story in the New Testament where somebody didn't donate their land or something, and they God killed them. Do you know wow. which one that is? <laughs> That's not really a bell, a, but I, I mean, I believe it. I mean, good God. Yes. So like, yeah, it's hard. It's hard for me to to find that book to be just a, a beautiful, blissful, loving book. It's it's just more cruel than loving. And so what brings us here today is you sent me a video that brought up a very real and present danger to the American citizens by the Christians. Um, and it's Absolutely. called the American Redoubt. Yes. And this when you, documentary is really eye-opening. Yeah, when you sent that to me, like I, I just 
I've seen little bits of stuff like this before, but I just the the whole the organization, how many people are involved, um, the the principles. I mean, it was just so like scary. It's, they're organized. Scary. They're organized. They are absolutely organized. Yeah. This this documentary it opens your eyes because we uh, you know we hear the rumors. We see things happening, you know, with all of the uh, propaganda news networks that are pushing these crazy things. Like, I didn't even know what QAnon was until Donald Trump became president. Then all of a sudden, I'm I'm being exposed to this, like, underbelly of Christianity where there it's it's become meshed together, QAnon, conspiracies politics. I, I, I was a Christian my whole life. And I didn't even realize that there was that much insanity. I always thought of, uh, of this religion as weird, you know, but I thought it was more like, they're just cuckoo because they, you know, fall over, they get slain in the spirit, or they get drunk in the spirit. They're just acting silly. But I, I had no idea. Yes, I had no idea that this they had greater aspirations. I I wasn't, I didn't even realize that, um, like the Crusades and um, the Holocaust. I didn't realize all of these major events were all tied to Christianity either. I was just in this little Christian bubble. A lot of people are in, and they don't they don't see the ugly truth. They don't see the ugly reality of what their religion has done and is still doing to society. So we're, you know, we've had like this lovely, I don't know, years or decades of some progress where, you know, human rights are, are championed. People are able to love who they want to love. And you don't have to be a Christian just to fit into society. Um, we've started losing all of that nonsense and moving forward. But didn't realize that the pendulum can just swing so far in the other direction. And I'm seeing this happen right now. We're seeing that they didn't like, they, they got a taste of a white nationalist as a president. After having a black man as a president, it really enraged them. They, they got a taste of it. And, and it's like um, they got a taste of blood. And now they're bloodthirsty. And this American readout made me see that it's not just a little crazy here and a little crazy there. You know, it's a movement. And and, and I know, like, to the people listening right now, this sounds like a crazy conspiracy theory, but we're about to knock your socks off with all the details here in just a second. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, I, I would want this I, I wish. conspiracy theory. <laughs> I wish it was a conspiracy because I do, actually don't want to uh, to realize or accept what i'm seeing i really don't like it it's scary i i used to live in europe i lived in europe for 10 years and i left europe right at the start of covid i had no idea what i was coming back home to so i'm from usa i was living in beautiful europe for 10 years and then i thought i'm gonna come home spend time with my dad you know reconnect to the family and everything fell apart. COVID hit and the country just went 
mad and the division hit hard. And now I'm stuck here and I wish I didn't leave Sweden. Yeah. Um, because over there, I mean, people are just so different. There isn't religious fervor and zealotry, you know, they're like, Hey, you're cool. You want to, you want to worship this God? Go for it. You don't fine. But nobody, nobody pushes it down each other's throats. They don't care. It's a pretty chill culture when it comes to those things. And America is just so heavily religious and there's cults everywhere. Like America is the breeding ground for cults. And that's what this feels like. This place, the American Redoubt, it feels like a cult. It reminds me of um, what was Waco? I uh, David Koresh. Yes, it, it's giving me David Koresh vibes, except it's bigger. It's the Waco and Waco. Yeah, it's not just you know tied to one tiny little nowhere city. It's it's a whole state. It's several states. It's a whole region of the United States where people are are gathering, they're moving, they're mobilizing in this region, and they have a plan and a purpose. They have manifestos and what whatnot, and they want their goal and focus is to make. Well, they they say they want to um, leave, I guess, and be their own. Uh, like theocracy, you know, Christian yeah, they, want, they want the government to step out. Yes, yeah, like succession, you know, like they just want to be their own country. But I don't believe that. I don't believe that's the true goal. And it's Why like they say, they want so they say they want freedom, but they don't want freedom. They want the liberty to enforce their rules according to their interpretation of the Bible. Right. That's not freedom. That's a different governing system. They want freedom for themselves, freedom for what they want to live, rules that they want to live by. And anyone who steps out of line or anybody who doesn't want to be a Christian, they, they want to end everybody else. This is just like the Crusades. Just like the Inquisition, it was just history repeating itself. Humans don't learn. If they learned, we wouldn't be doing this again. So here we go. We have this divide between Christian nationals and the rest of us who are really happy. Like we're like, okay, cool. Like let's just keep progressing. Let's keep building on this country and try to build it better and help with human rights and civil rights and all these things they don't want that they that's why they keep saying make america great again because they don't think this is great they like the time when women didn't have rights to vote when people who are melanated you know had to drink out of separate fountains that this is like they they want to go back to these times, and I want nowhere near that. I, w- I want to get as far away from that as possible. And it's we're seeing it happen. They're infiltrating the courts. Um, the latest, well, she's not the latest, um, but what's her name again? Oh, um, AOC. No, the justice, Supreme Court justice, who Donald Trump rammed in there. 
Oh, Amy Coney Barrett. Yes, Amy Coney Barrett. They are pushing through. They push through so many of these religious justices who are not capable of separating their faith from upholding the Constitution and the law. They're just not doing it. They clearly don't want to do it, and that's why they're reversing Roe versus Wade. And this is a huge step for the the people who are involved with this American readout. That's like one of their goals is to make abortion illegal. Why? Many reasons. There could be, there's a ton of them, but it's just, uh, for some reason, that's their goal. One of them is to make abortion illegal everywhere. And this is big. It's big. If you could take away a right like that, what is next? Yeah, you're taking away bodily autonomy from a woman. And then there, what exceptions would they allow? If it was like an ectopic pregnancy where the woman could die, would they have provisions for that? Do their religious views supersede other people's religious views? Why do they get to be the ones in charge? Exactly. I mean, a, a Jewish woman has the right, according to her religious belief, to have an abortion if she needs one. But no, Christianity in America says you do what we say is moral. And that is the scary place that we're at. Not only do they believe that the uh, the keeping church and state separate doesn't mean what it mean what it says. It means they think it means the government shouldn't infringe on the church. They don't interpret that as meaning the church should have nothing to do with the government. Right. Right. It's a backwards belief, and everything they say, it's it's like upside-down land. And it, it's scary stuff. It's scary. Well, it is scary because they're not like peace-loving hippies. They're just like saying, hey, yo, Jesus loves you. This is... They 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 lust after the idea of shooting and killing people. They said it in their you know sermons. I'm seeing videos right now just surface of these pastors who are encouraging very graphic and violent actions to homosexuals or or lesbian or anyone who's not straight. Hetero. Yes. They're yeah. actually encouraging that now in the pulpits. Yeah. And, and that, I, I, that was, I, saw I the never video. saw that. I saw that video where he said, um, this is what Jesus commands. Where, yes. now, where does Jesus say kill people exactly. who don't like? Uh, and where did we see that kind of talk? Jim Jones, David Koresh. They suddenly start speaking for their God. Now God is telling me this is how the Bible should be interpreted. Like the the, the similarities are there. Cults always end in disaster. 
and this is we're watching this, but it's 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 just a big movement. Yeah. So what I want to do now is I want to go over just the cliff notes that I got from the video just to give the audience a little background specifically from the documentary that covered all this. It was done by a reporter for the New York Times. Um, so he went out and just went right into the community to figure out um, what actually is going on, what actually is happening, just so we don't get bits and pieces. He goes straight to the source. He talks to the people who were preaching, and he's getting their uh, viewpoints. And so basically the, the story starts off in Idaho and there was a community that was started by Richard Butler who mm -hmm. had the headquarters for the Aryan nation, the Aryan brotherhood. Yes. Back in 1973. That's and he, he had a compound him. that, you know, like restricted access compound and he ended up losing that not, not too long ago, um, over an incident that happened where a lady was driving down the road with her son when her car backfired and the Aryans thought she was shooting at them. So they just unloaded all their ammunition into her car and she ended up making it down the road a little bit. Um, they, the Aryans caught up with her. And they tried to reach in and, like, grab her by the hair, pull her out by her hair. When that didn't work, they took the rifles, and they're starting to, like, smack her. Uh, yeah, they, 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 like, beat, they, they beat her. Yeah, they were, like, breaking her ribs, in, knocking in front her of her out. children? Yeah, she, her... Had, she had a kid in the car, and she said, <laughs> you just hide. You hide under the, the dash or whatever. You hide under there so they can't get you. But they wouldn't stop beating her. So the son finally said, hey, we agree with you people. It was he was this was an indigenous couple or an indigenous family. And he had to give up his heritage. He said, no, we're on your side, which is obviously not true. But he's scared to death for his mom's life, for his life. So he's saying anything to get them to stop. And I mean, that's just absolutely terrifying. Um, so they ended up the Aryan nation had to pay out a $6.3 million settlement to this lady. They lost their compound, but that's the community where the American Redoubt uh, started from. So that's the mm -hmm. community, even though the group may have dissolved, all the people are still there. Right. All those mentalities are still there. Yes, they're still there, and they're growing. They're recruiting. They're and, still and there. And they said the, the with the population that's up there, 90% of them are white people, which, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's going to happen depending where you go. You're going to get a larger demographic over here. You know, numbers are going to fluctuate. But if they're pushing this strict Bible-based law system and you're not a white, a white human being, how, how are you going to feel about this? What if you're a black person who the white people owned just a few decades ago, based on right. the Bible? Yeah, well, I mean they've they've passed <laughs> they've they've passed the point of like being reasonable. Like you, maybe 
there was a time where you could have looked at them as just people who want to live off the grid, people who just, you know, they just don't want to live by the rules. But it's different now. This is, they want to create their own nation. And they call good, evil, evil, good. They call us satanic. We're Satan. We're devil. They fear monger each other. And these are all people with who are violent. They have violent tendencies. They love shooting weapons. They dream about the opportunity to go to war. They love the word civil war. It just flows out of them. Yeah, they kept talking about what started the American Revolution. And they were saying that's what that's what they first they that's what they interpret the modern affairs as is stuff leading up to the next American Revolution. Yes. Um, they've got a local college up there and they're pressuring all the teachers to leave because they think the teachers are too liberal. So now all yeah. the, the teachers are infiltrating the government. So over the last 10 years, they have managed to completely take over Idaho government so that they're not only just Republican Party members, but they're vetted. They're vetted. They're heavily vetted. They test them and just just to make sure that they're loyal, that they will do what they are told. They don't get out of line. So they're taking over the government there. They are trying to take over the education system because they think educators are liberals. And those liberals are indoctrinating our kids to being liberal. Yeah. And, and you hear that. You don't hear that just in Idaho, do you? You hear that in every state, every by every Republican person. They all keep saying this same talking point, that education just makes people liberal. And now they're trying to change. They're, they're banning books. They're burning books. We're watching history repeat itself. And, and they we're talk doing about nothing. they talk about an overreaching government, and it, the, the thing is, like, so there are things that I agree with what they say. The government does overreach. They they put out all these rules and restrictions, and then when it comes to like policing, they have horrible policies. So they want us to obey, but they don't help us. So the fact that they that I agree with them there makes it scary because. Their their next step is what goes wild and off the off the reservation. What they're going to do because yes, it's of that. how they interpret these things. Like we can both agree the government shouldn't overreach, but when they say it, they mean it in accordance with their religion. The government shouldn't step into my life and tell me that I can't force my daughter to you know have my the rapist baby or something yeah whereas we're saying hey you shouldn't enforce your religion on me so it's like we all have the same um you know goals that we we want the government to do but it's interpreted totally different depending on your lens are you looking at it through a religious lens or secular lens? that's exactly it they say they want freedom but what about my freedom to not follow Bible rules, the rules of a holy book I don't agree with? Exactly. So, like, Your what freedom if, what if we said, is to be free from their 
their rules and their freedom is to enforce their rules. So what if I it's said, what twisted. if I said, fine, we're going to rule the country with a holy book. It's going to be the Quran. Now, all of a sudden, your freedom is at stake. You know what I mean? Oh, if that happened, this will make the next civil war happen quicker. But I mean, they, they, they're still going to do it. They're still wanting this. They, they want a, they want a theocracy, which is, I guess you call it Christ, Christo fascism. I mean, this is where they're headed. And, and it I, just I saw it, there was it a clip blows in that, my mind. There was a clip in that documentary of the pastor of their church. It's called the Candlelight Church. And the pastor from the pulpit is talking about the persecution of the church. How is the church being persecuted? You can do anything you want as long as it doesn't affect another innocent human being. How is the church being persecuted? Yes, well, as a former Christian, I heard about this this mythical persecution my whole life too, and and I was you know I would hear their stories about oh how the world hates us and the world would kill us if they could, but we're the light of the world when literally nobody's persecuting anybody ever here. They are the ones who are doing the persecuting. They're the ones that are preaching the hate. They're the ones that are condemning people to hell. They're the ones who are actually committing violence against people. And then I, and, I remember this pastor talking about, um, so the old, this is just like a quote, the old covenant era is over. That was fulfilled in Christ. Now we're in a college, or I'm sorry, in, in a church era. We're in a church age. So, not to get too deep in the Bible uh, stuff yet, but it says the old covenant era is over, but one of the first covenants, one that was made with Abraham, said it was an everlasting covenant. So, it's like these people, they're again, they're just ignoring scripture when they say fulfilled in Christ. Well, didn't Christ say, I come not to abolish, but to fulfill? So, they ignore, like most Christians, they ignore the first half of that sentence, and it says we're in a church age. Okay. And did you notice, did you notice when the uh, the journalist was interviewing them, they it, they went into the rapture and yes. they were preaching this this rapture and tribulation and antichrist as if that's a real thing. It's it's they have a different interpretation and they keep changing their own scripture to match and reflect their politics. And so they, they, say, they believe literally anything as long as it, it I think that their preachers just sit around and come up with ways to t twist the very clear meaning of that scripture to support what they're trying to get their followers to do. Yeah, I think they have an idea in their mind, and they're finding a way to fit the Bible to back up what they believe, yes. as opposed to reading the Bible and saying, what does the Bible say? Because Jesus was nothing to do with government. He didn't want anything to do with the government. He, yep. Every time he talked about the government, it was do the, the most or the do whatever is required to get you out of that situation with the government. Right. Right. Jesus had wanted nothing to do with politics. 
did he, you know, say, hey, let's let's worship me and we'll go off and start our own compound somewhere. You know, he just he stayed right under the Roman authority. And then this pastor was saying something. The pastor was saying something like, if you love the same gender or if you believe that you're in the wrong body, you're defying God. Oh, yes, I heard that one. I heard that, too. Yes. So so again, that that brings up the next question is like, so if you love the same gender, you don't choose who you love. Like, so I, I say this a lot on on different online platforms, but I say I'm a big guy. So most of my examples revolve around food. So I don't like pepperoni pizza, but I do like deluxe and stuff like that. I like the variety, but I can't choose that. I don't like that. Or I do like the other. I, I, that's not a choice I can make. So how would they say that if if you don't like pepperoni pizza, like plain pepperoni pizza, then you're you're wrong and you know whatever. Like I don't. Well, they have refuse control. to believe that it is how you are born. They, they refuse to accept just science. They they in their brains, it's a sin. They're committing an act, a willful choice, and it's hatred for it they hate it they're afraid of it and they want to quote and quote eradicate yeah homosexuality i mean they're very very they they said the, the pastor said um the lgbt community they're trying to redefine what love is and they said it's harmful it's harmful their definition of love is harmful they compared them to alcoholics and it's like, so they're trying to redefine love. So you think Jesus's answer is to start killing them. That's, that's what you want to, that's what this church wants to spout off is love is by killing and forcing people into submission through fear tactics. And, like, and one of the I'm guys failing said, failing to see the difference between Christians in America now and the Taliban. Where, right. Where's the difference? I'm not seeing any difference other than the name of their God. In the book. Yeah, the book. But I'm, what I mean is their actions. Is, yeah. We're one and the same. They, they, you know, they want to take away women's rights. Uh, someone just the other day, some Republicans said the reason we have mass shootings is because women can vote. It's it's getting ridiculous now, and it's it's overwhelming us. We're we're just every day. It's another scandal. It's another shooting. It's another crazy thing that we're all dealing. We're overwhelmed with what's happening, and it feels that sometimes it feels like our society is crumbling. But what's not crumbling is that cult. When we hear about these stories, like a priest got caught diddling a little kid well the community doesn't care they just don't care about all this evil stuff that's happening oh well that was just one person that's fine that's not us but it's you it's your book it's your community 
and they just they don't the Southern care. Baptist the Southern Baptist like how many men did they protect who who were pedophiles rapists sexual assaultists and and they and there's like what, over 500 how many people's names were in this list and there was of, a there's a couple states out there where you can actually get a parental waiver or a judicial waiver and marry a very young girl so in a situation where jim bob next door diddles the neighbor's kid then they can say, well, look, he's going to marry her and he'll support her and take care of her, which now perpetuates this uh, lifestyle. And it's like, this is just, this is normal. This is just, this is what we do. This is America now. Um, All very, very similar to what the Old Testament prescribed for disgusting old men who raped little girls. Yep. You either, you marry them or you mm-hmm. get killed. So naturally, why wouldn't they gravitate towards these barbaric acts? It's in their own book. And and speaking of the book, like the, the pastor also said, it's important to get Christians active in politics. We need to get more Christians active, whereas Jesus or different books in the New Testament say, care not for matters of this world. If you love mm-hmm. this world, I, the exactly. Father's love is not in you. Yes, yeah, so my kingdom is not of this world. This world belongs to the devil. Okay, so what are you doing? Why are you so involved in the kingdom of this world? If this isn't your realm. Yeah. Why do you care? You're Why supposed are you to do to enforce? you. I thought you were supposed to convert people by this love, this light that you seem to say you have. But that's not what we see. Everyone's heard this ridiculous message. And pretty much everyone who's not a Christian, they've they've chosen. They made their choice. Why do you keep forcing it upon everybody? Oh, it's because to you, religion is a way to control people. Just like we said it was. It's a way to control the population and, and they, they know that and they, they sell this they sell these ideologies they've got actually a guy in the in the readout they've got this guy he was like a senator or congressman his name is matt shea and he's the mm-hmm. actual spokesman for the readout so he knows the game of politics he's well spoken he's charismatic um and they use him as the spokesman to articulate in a positive way, all these horrible things that they're doing. And it's this Matt Shea, he was actually kicked out of the government because something back in like 2019, there was a report where he had actually participated in domestic terrorism against the United States, which involved three different armed conflicts of political violence, including an armed takeover of the Malia refuge in Oregon. And this is their leader. And this is their leader. Exactly. And this is why violence is their tool. And I think you'd mentioned earlier. So part of the the recruitment, they have a podcast. There's this guy, his radio host name is John Jacob Schmidt. 
Mm-hmm. And, and they talk about their ideology, how great it's going to be. If you're a true Christian, this is where you belong. And just brainwashing people to come out there. Right. It's it's turning into another Waco. However, I mean, will the U.S. government get involved like they did with Waco and, and squash this out? Or are they just going to keep letting... This letting go. this grow yeah. like like right now there's actually enough active threats by this group that the fbi should be storming their doors and breaking this up and uh you know locking them up for uh fermenting insurrection to to like plotting against the government that's literally what they're doing and they're just growing their numbers so when the government waits so long they no longer have the the manpower to do anything about it mm-hmm. yeah I, i'm like <laughs> I, the, the i don't know which uh department released this warning uh the warning came out today or yesterday and they're saying that uh prepare for extremism uh there's going to be a rise in extremism violence this uh, like in November during the elections, they're they're already telling governments everywhere that this extremism is going to happen. There's going to be violence. They know it's happening, and they said it's coming from white nationalists. It's coming from groups like the Proud Boys. Um, that's what is it the three percenters or something like all these white nationalist groups they're all connected they all have similar goals they all want to basically overthrow the government and they literally want to kill anyone who's not one of them yeah and if that's not scary i don't know what's scary then and this all comes from the colonizers coming over here. They have the mentality, we're going to push our ways on you. Then we see it uh, time and time again. America was divided. We got the revolution. We got the civil war. Um, and once we got things somewhat settled down, then we get into the KKK and the different like Nazi movements and stuff. And then it's just fizzled. It, the, the movements have fizzled out but the people are still very much there and they're still very much in danger. It's the violence never ends. We're in this perpetual cycle of violence. I mean, when I grew up, I used to look at all these stories and movies with war and I think, wow, oh, I feel so lucky. We don't do that anymore. And then you grow up and you're like, we still do that. Yeah. There, there. I don't know if this is a genetic thing, you know, because the most violent men have always been revered in our societies, like our colonizer societies. It was always the the ones that went out into war. Like those are the people we revered. Uh, look at the Romans. You know, soldiers were just hella respected. And look at how we treat the military in America. We're the same way. We, we really do place violence really high up there, power through violence. We don't, we don't uh, place importance to peace and kindness and giving and sharing. If we did, our society, there'd be less 
homeless. There'd be less everything that's bad. We would be helping our neighbors, but we don't. And I feel like we're in the cycle of this. And I feel like I've, I love scary movies. I love Halloween. I love all that scary shit. This is scarier. Because this is real. I'm seeing it happen. I'm seeing it unfold. And um, and is it going to happen to us? Is it going to happen to our kids? Like, how soon is this going to happen? They're growing by the day. Well, lots, lots of different political writers and strategists and people out there. They're coming out with their opinions. But the majority are saying the similar thing. They don't see this democracy and this experiment lasting longer than 10 years. And that really frightens me. What what am I going to expect, especially as a woman? Am I going to be like, it, am I not going to be allowed to vote anymore? Am I not going to be able to leave my house without a man? Well, like, you're, you're, you're not because they're also trying to go after birth control, which is going to put us back in the 50s and 60s when the women would have to stay home because they didn't have contraceptives. So the women were just always pregnant. Nobody would hire them. So they were stay-at-home moms. And they're trying to reinstitute that. But in today's economy, a one-person income for multiple people just doesn't work. People are barely surviving having two people working to bring an income in. And And they're trying to go back to the old ways. That's why women have abortions, too, because they can't afford it. They cannot raise these children, but they're wanting to force women to birth humans and throw them into the foster care system. And the foster care system is riddled with like horrific uh, evils, crimes that are perpetrated on the little children. Yeah, you got, like, so if there's a, a bad set of foster parents, like, there, there's no justice there. there. There's, like, nothing that the system can do about that. In this world is more vulnerable than a child without biological family. Nobody, if you think that, you know, someone, it happens, yes, someone can love you as much as a biological person, but the major, if, if I'm seeing people rehome their adopted children on Facebook, what does that tell you about human beings? They went out of the way to adopt a child, and after three years, like a dog, they're putting them on Facebook, making Facebook ads for these children to sell themselves so these children can find new parents. It just didn't work out. Yeah. I mean, if if that if that is an if that's a thing, which it is a thing now, this is an American thing. Then what does that tell you? It tells you that like you shouldn't force unwanted babies into this world. You just shouldn't do that. Let let parents do their family planning as they can and should. And if you want more babies to exist, change the system. So it's affordable. In Sweden, they pay they pay you to have children. 
And like in Texas, I think uh, just uh, two months ago, the price of uh, baby formula went up from like 30 bucks up to like 50 bucks, 60 bucks. So people who are already probably struggling now can't even afford formula. I mean, that's absolutely absurd. I, I don't see this as a first world country anymore. No. Or second world country. Because if you can't even get baby formula, you're like, there's more baby formula in Mexico. Mexico does not have a shortage of baby formula. But United States of America does. What does that tell you? We too are too many hands in the pot. It's too much corruption and greed. And to, and you have too much division on how to fix that corruption and greed. One side says we need we need God. God put God back into the schools. Put God back into everything. They think that's going to fix the corruption and greed. And then you have others who are like we we need to get rid of all of these religious nut jobs, and we need to like stop this capitalistic nightmare that we're in. And we, we cannot meet in the middle. There is no middle ground here. We're too far apart. Yeah, there, there, there's far, no compromise. There's no way to say we'll do it a little bit because with them, it's all or none. Give us everything we want or you're an enemy. Yeah, the Democratic Party, to the European standards, the rest of the world is a very right-leaning political side. It is not left to them. They're very right. They're very center right. And the Republicans were right of that. But now Republicans have said, hold my beer. And they went, they're going all the way into the pool of fascism. And the rest of us are like, uh-uh, I want nothing to do that. And if anything, I'm going further left. Like after living in Europe for 10 years, like, yeah, like I'm way far left compared to that. There's nothing I can't meet in the middle with these people. I'm about community. I'm about sharing. I don't get angry at the idea of my taxes going to pay for people's childcare. I don't, even though I have no children, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't anger me. I don't think, oh, these, they're just lazy. They just should work 10 jobs. 24 yeah. hours a day all the time and never sleep and never eat just so that they can afford things. I don't believe in that. I think life is meant to be lived and lived in a good way, not just to be a corporate slave, not to just, you want fries with that. And That's people, not living. People brag about, Oh, I work 60 hours this week. I work 80 hours this week. And they're bragging about that. Other countries work 30 hours a week and they're, they're thriving. Exactly. I mean, if you call that a flex, yeah, you know, I don't, I think that's sad. I would rather be doing things. I enjoy things that grow that I can grow and learn and, be creative. Yeah, go. Not I mean, do sitting art, there being a, a corporate slave. Yeah, absolutely. Or, or helping it as somebody. You know, if you have more free time, you can do good things. That doesn't make you lazy. You don't need to work like a robot, a machine. We, we. I mean, we've just we got a whole, we got a big mess here in the freest country on earth. Like as if it's really free. People, I, people still think the United States is the number one country. 
Like, where have you, are you in a, in a cave? Have you been living under a rock? The United States is not number one in anything, but perhaps mass shooter violence. Yeah, we're number one at like military spending, people incarcerated, yes. Um, yes. Yep. Cr- like crimes. I mean, we're we're not number one for the good reasons. Yeah, for the violence, right? Yeah, we are we are number one serial killers. <laughs> the United States, no most serial killers on Hooray. earth. We did it. But what? But in terms of the freedom, uh, I think um, Austria. Is, is freer the most free country is austria in european countries like we're like the 17th freest country on the freedom index we don't we didn't make top five we didn't make top 10 yeah this whole freedom thing it's just it's it's a fake flag that people wave while they're ignoring all the problems we're not the safest country for women. Like we rank very poorly on fr- safety for women. For childbirth, like death. Like compared to all the other uh, industria- and, uh, and, uh, industrial co- countries. <laughs> we are very low. Like we're doing everything wrong. And and we have two different beliefs fighting with each other now about how they want to fix it. And one, and, like I say, one of them, the, the Christian narrative ignores the problems and comes up with a whole new set of problems they think they're fixing. Right. The problem isn't poverty and homelessness and rape and suicide the problem is that we don't believe in god that's the problem and that 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 how do you solve real real problems in this world if your solution is a mythological being so just throw god at it well who's god he's just somebody i believe in that my book says exists so we, if we have more of this mythological being, then all of these problems should disappear. Okay, well, uh, Christianity has been around for fucking over 2,000 years. What do we have for it? A, a wake of dis- death and destruction. Exactly. So, uh, show me the evidence that your book has the cure, because I don't see it. I don't see it anywhere. Uh-uh, I'm so, seeing the opposite. Going back to the resounding group uh, that we're talking about with the American Redoubt. So they actually have this document. It's called The Biblical Basis for War. And it was actually oh, yeah. it was something that this the Matt Shea that he had that one of his staff had actually leaked it. And yeah. a couple a cu- that has a couple different like points. It's written out just like the the Constitution would be. Um, but number one, it says God is a warrior. And then when you go to uh, point point number five, it says four ways to know it's time to fight. And one of those ways, God reveals His will to the leader. 
which is the leader of the group. The cult leader. Yes. yes. The Jim Jones, the yes. Jim Jones of them. Yes. And that, that's like one of the scariest thing. Well, God revealed it to me that we're supposed to overthrow the government tomorrow. Like what the hell? Um, and then on point number 10, they have the rules of war. And one of their things is they're supposed to make an offer of peace before declaring war. But what this is, is basically an ultimatum. Here is our rules. You follow our rules or we're going to destroy you. And the rules are, there's five of them. No abortion. No gay marriage. No idolatry or occultism. No communism. And you must obey biblical law. So we've kind of already talked about the abortion problem and then the no gay marriage. Again, how does what I do at home affect anybody else? How, why does that matter? Why? Like, that makes no because, sense to me. Okay, the first the first rule on their their book there, God is war. A warrior. Is that God a is warrior. a warrior. They got that right. They are 100% right because the God of the Bible, Yahweh, is a war God. A war God who wiped out civilizations. He fights his own creation. He makes them and then attacks them. Destroys them. And this is the God they worship. And the, they God the God of love. The God of peace. The God of justice. The God of mercy. They're modeling this after their God. And their God did some heinous things and they feel entitled to do the same. So the first attack is abortion. We're seeing it happen. All these trigger laws in place, ready to oppress women in every red state, ready to send women to prison. What happens if, if uh, an abortion is considered a, murder and you get convicted of that well you can't vote now and then not just even the, the the people but it's the doctors too like poland lost their right to an abortion about two years ago um yeah. and they had the, the first girl isabella her fetus died inside of her inside and of caused her. an infection but the doctors were scared to remove it because of the laws so isabella died so protecting yes. the fetus, the fetus was dead, but these doctors couldn't provide basic medical care to save the woman's life because of the law that's run that's right. by the Catholic Church. And if you think that won't happen here, you would be crazy. That will happen if you start attacking the medical doctors and threatening them with prison, they will not touch they won't even deal with it. You can just die there. With yeah, the just dead let the women die. Body. Let the oh, women you die. Have that's fine. An ectopic pregnancy. Sorry, we can't pull it out of your body because that's considered an abortion. Die. Yeah, just if send woman, you out in the street. If a woman has die. a miscarriage, if a woman has a miscarriage, oh, she did it on purpose. Arrest her. Witch trials. This is what we're going to. 
I'm not gonna. Uh-uh. There, there's there's I a girl not in Texas. Go to that. No there's way. There's a girl in Texas who is now in jail because they suspected her miscarriage of being intentional. So she's in jail uh, for. She was. Yeah, she was in jail, and then she was released. Um, and I hope that she's going to get. I think it was like the the the. The governor, the government's lawyer—I forget the name of the government's uh, lawyer—but he said, "Release her." That's that's an absolute, like, illegal yeah. thing to do to her. Um, so she she was let go. But the fact that the law there is not even illegal, and she was still arrested, and you know, put mugshotted and spent the night in jail—like the fact they they invaded her rights that way before the law is even in place goes to show you what they're going to do when it's in place. Like women now in America need to start researching other countries that would give you political asylum. And I've looked into it (laughs) and there aren't any right now, but there might be. I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hoping that, if things got really bad that like Canada or Europe would open their doors. To I don't want, like, I don't Americans. want my sister to die. I don't want my nieces to die just because they might have a problem pregnancy. I don't want them to die. Right. Where are we going? Like, what the hell? How, how is the country that is considered the most powerful country in the world, a country that everybody looks at the whole world watches what we're doing. And they're watching this great big nation go backwards. And if you think that won't affect other people, it will. You're going to see a rise in fascism all over the place. That's what's really making me nervous. And then a lot of people copy us. From this manifesto, the biblical basis for war, it says you must obey biblical law. But most people don't even know what the Bible teaches as laws. There's over 80 laws and commandments in the New Testament alone. I bet people can't name more than two. Mm-hmm. And then the, the law is like, again, the, this, the Redoubt Church, the, uh, the Candlelight Church... They said the Old Covenant ways are over. Well, if there's a biblical historian, they'll tell you the Old Covenant, all the Old Covenants still apply to some regard today. So then are we just going back to Old Covenant ways as the law? Who gets to determine what is biblical law and what isn't? Halt later will. And yes, they will start to go back. They are, the Christ, like Christianity has been changing, right? Constantly changing. Christianity you see today is nothing like the Christianity that occurred 2000 years ago after his death. It's it's it, it just morphs and changes and becomes like a new monster. And we're going to watch another version of this come out. And yes, they're going to start enacting crazy laws or they're going to go back to let's stone people because that's how the that's how God, you know, told us to do that's the right way. They're going to. Yes, they're going to go back to this shit. They said, if you if you obey what they say, then you're obviously going to have to pay a share like they're going to tax you. 
to help the system. But if you don't obey, then they're told to kill all the males. So again, they're going to save the women. Like in Numbers 31, my least favorite but most mentioned Bible verse, save the virgin daughters for yourselves. That's what they're going to do. They're going to kill all the men and save the women for themselves. And, and like, it's just that this is lunacy. And so here's here's the problem with all of this stuff. So you say, like, there, there might just be a random Christian listening to this podcast right now. And they're saying, well, how, how does that affect me? What, you know, what did I do about it? Like, how is that my fault? It's like, this is your group of people and you need to be a voice in your community that I don't think this is what Jesus wants. I don't think we should be doing this. So I, if you're not going to, like, if you as a Christian are not going to police your own community, then you are now part of that community that I now have to police to protect my family. If Honestly, there's just a couple people, then okay, we'll deal with them. Silent. If you're silent, if you see things happening, you see this violence. I'm see. I'm not a Christian anymore, but I'm seeing the violence coming from the pulpit. I'm seeing the videos. And if you're a Christian and you see these videos, and you do nothing, you're complicit. I mean, like they say, I mean, silence that, is violence. Yeah. Yes. That's you're you're allowing this to continue. If you don't correct. If you don't stand against this new thing that's coming out of the church, then you're part of it. This is the Christianity you're a part of creating. And I don't care. You want an evil religion? You want a religion that glorifies hate and cruelty and all that the oppression and takes away women's rights and that's that makes you happy? Okay, go do it, but... Don't you dare enforce that upon everybody else. Because what if my religion, like, you know, I unofficially have, like, the Church of Steve Rogers, who's Captain America. And it's like, well, what if my religion teaches me to eliminate my enemies and enemies of the people, which is Christians? Is that okay if I start promoting people to take out Christians? Would that be okay? Because that's exactly what the Christians are saying they're going to do to everybody else. They say in the Bible, like many times in the Bible, their people would go out and attack other people as a preventative measure. So should I take a note from the Bible and attack the Christians to protect myself, to protect my family? Like the Bible is not a book. The Bible (laughs) is not a book we need as a guidebook for how to run society. No, and it, it shouldn't be. And again, I strongly stand behind a secular government. I want nothing of a theocracy. Every theocracy that I see doesn't look good, okay? Iran, that's a theocracy. I don't want that. I don't want to be living in a American Taliban, you know, states of America. Yeah. That is absolutely not acceptable i will leave if i have to i would become a refugee i already wish i didn't leave sweden i'm already regretting that but here i am and i have small hope i hope that if it all happens i i would just hope that they could just go off and do their own thing you know if you want to 
have your own little theocracy. Goodbye. Go do your own thing. But I, um, I'm so not accepting of the United States of America to become a uh, Christian national nation. Right. Oh, no, 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 no. And then let's just take a look at a fun statistic. So in the Bible Belt in America, they have the highest teen pregnancy. The place where the Bible is in the highest jurisdiction through just the community, not the government, they have the highest rate of teen pregnancy. 70% of abortions done in America are done by Christian women. So when, when the Bible is in charge in today's society, all the things that the Christians don't like are coming from their own community. Yes. And of course, they hide it. They are hypocrites. The word hypocrite doesn't mean anything to them anymore. They're so fake. It doesn't ding them. If you call them a hypocrite, it means it's like, what? So to them, well, to them, it's a compliment because again, the persecution of the church. Oh, if you don't agree with everything I say, you're persecuting me, which means I must be doing the right thing. Yes, yes, they 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 do want to get. They try to get hate directed at them so they can play the victim. You know, if you go out there condemning people to hell, you're a sinner and you shouldn't do this and that. And then they get mad at you. Oh, I'm such a victim. See, I'm persecuted for Jesus. No, that's not what you're doing. You're just being a hateful piece of garbage that nobody wants to be around. There is no love in you. You have no light. We are not drawn to you. We are repulsed. We are repelled by you. We want nothing. Your definition to do with of you. love. Your definition of love is disgusting, and I want nothing to do with it. Absolutely, the most hateful, the most racist, the most cruel humans I've ever met in my whole life are my Christian family. Same here. I, I don't speak to my Christian family anymore because of their beliefs. Yes. Okay, so Heather, it looks like we we've had a a good first session here. Um, I think we're we're gonna end the the this episode of the podcast here. Um, I'm about angry enough that I think I need to go find a nun to just go punch in the face real quick. <laughs> um, but thank you for joining me, and I hope get that on film. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, I'll start a Patreon and you can see the videos of me punching nuns and priests and stuff. <laughs> the priest, the priest. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate your voice. Um, I hope that you'll uh, join me in the future, maybe as a co-host when we have other guests come up. Um, Absolutely. Thanks I, for having me. I did. I've never done this before, so you, you did a naturally great job. I was a little bit, you know, apprehensive. But you know, what the heck? You yeah. only live once. Yeah, you did. Do a, what you wanted to. You did a great job. Um, this was a very important topic. Um, it was. It was a very good video that you sent me. I'm glad you sent me this. Um, so yes, everybody else, when I saw that. I I knew you should see it. <laughs> so everybody else listening to this right now. 
Um, we're going to come up with more episodes. We're going to be talking to more uh, people about different topics. We've got, like I said, we've got historians. We've got avid researchers. Um, we do have like a biologist when we just, we've covered all the bases for every possible answer that Christians might have. And we're going to explore a lot of these different topics as this season goes on. Um, so thank you for joining again. Um, hang tight and we're going to have a lot more cool information for you on the next episode.